loosen your belt. Take off any suspenders or braces you may be wearing. Pull your trousers and underwear down past your ankles. Sit down. Make yourself comfortable. Relax. This is the Shit Things in Reading podcast, the number two. Continuing to clean the Reading bowl with a shitty brush. Sexy, probably. Bet you're wondering what's coming up on this week's show. Well, aren't you? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Boy, are you guys in for a treat. First up, we have an exclusive interview with a man of the telly show Only Connect, who is from Reading. Then it's local celebrity profile time where we'll actually be meeting the celebrity, olden days baby murderer Amelia Dyer. And finally, we'll do the music bit where we'll be speaking to perhaps the best Reading band out there, the Pink Diamond Review. There's all that and more on the number two. So, let's get started! The first half of this edition of the Shit Things in Reading podcast is brought to you by Toilet Duck. Toilet Duck, the UK's number one waterfowl-shaped brand name toilet cleaner. While the second five-tenths of the show is brought to you by the kind people at Wix in Reading. Trade quality DIY and home improvement products at great low prices. Unit A, Reading Retail Park, 709-731 Oxford Road, Reading, Berkshire, RG31, 1PR. It's 40% off all toilet roll holders until July, only at Wix. Installation not included in price. Terms and conditions apply. While stocks last, toilet roll holders may be haunted or possessed by malevolent Native American spirits. Wix reserves the right to install extremely small spy cameras in your bathroom and broadcast a live feed of your disgusting daily habits as part of its sponsorship deal with the Shitfins in Tokyo satellite cable channel. The Shitfins in Reading Dating Agency. Phone in. Find your matching turn. Hi, I'm Shannon. If you've got balls like the Forbury Lion, give me a call. Who oh, fancies a kiss? Who oh, fan- fancy kiss? Hi, uh, it's Brian here. I'm actually currently in Weatherspoons, and it would be great if you could meet up, but, um, I've already ordered, actually, and they seem to be running out of patience with me, so if you could hurry up, that would be good. Uh, just a quick note, I've actually brought my wife with me, too, and uh, she's wearing brown trousers, so keep a lookout for her. Uh, I forgot to mention I've got, I've got my sons with me as well, but if you fancy a, a, a romantic, please head down. Who wants kiss? <laughs> Shit things in Reading 
University Challenge. Hello. Mastermind. <laughs> Big Brain. Let's keep on going. There's something about extremely difficult TV quiz shows that we just can't get enough of in this country. While we might not get many correct answers at home, we just love seeing the big-brained egghead Poindexter types on the telly showing off and bragging about how clever they are. The latest quiz show to puzzle, fascinate and belittle most normal people because they don't know anything about Verdi operas or the Fibonacci sequence is Only Connect. Hello. Aired on Monday nights on BBC Two, this Victoria Coran Mitchell-fronted programme pits two teams of smart sods against each other posing them a series of annoyingly difficult questions and puzzles that I usually know all the answers to. I just don't bother saying them out loud in front of people because I've got nothing to prove. This year, a team from Reading, the Belgium Files, got to the final. They didn't win, though, and that does make this section of the show a little bit less interesting than it might have been if they had have done. But still, we caught up with Ben Fasham, the captain of the team. Ben Fasham. An Oxford Languages graduate who once got a mastermind peg stuck in his left nostril. Hello, Ben. Hello, mate. Good to be here in Shit Towers. Uh, lovely view of the bins on the back of the moss you've got here. All right? Yeah, smashing, thanks. Been to the harvester in Prospect for my lunch, so no complaints at all. Congratulations on getting to the final. Did you not fancy winning? Yeah, of course we fancied winning, but uh, it just wasn't to be on the night. So we were just happy to console ourselves with having the highest win percentage of any team in this series 83.3 recurring percent why did you pick the name the belgium files for your team honestly the only thing that we have in common is that we all like belgium helen and i lived there for a few years and phil and his partner marie used to come and stay quite a lot and we'd all go on the shant all weekend Uh, that sort of stuff just doesn't happen anymore obviously because of children for our readers that are not really that familiar with Only Connects, can you explain the concepts to them, please? Yeah, so the idea is to find the connection between a series of four clues. So the first round is just finding the connection. Next. The second round is to guess what the last clue will be. Next. The third round is the wall, where you're shown 16 clues and you have to put them into four groups of four. Which to most people, like we stuffed up in the final, but the damage was done in the... Uh, Second round, actually. Next. And the last one is the missing vowels round, which is the one everyone always goes, oh, yeah, I've got 16 out of 16 on that round. Do you ever take part in any pub quizzes in Reading? If so, it's not really fair, is it? Helen and I less so. We all used to do the Lindhurst on a Sunday night, and then that moved to the Queen's Head. Helen and I stopped doing it when our daughter came along, really. But Phil's still very active. He uh, has outgrown... Reading quizzing a little bit and has moved up to the Quiz League of London so he does take it quite seriously got a national ranking and that sort of thing but he still makes his presence felt in the pub quizzes of Reading because he's six foot seven and has been on telly he basically gets booed as soon as he gets walked into the pub he gets booed when he goes up to the bar and then he gets booed when he walks home with everyone's winnings as well now you had your wife on the team so shall I skip the question about Victoria Carl Mitchell's tits A lot of people have asked a question about Victoria in general, and this is not the crudest of them. All I'll say is that she wouldn't change your mind what you think about her in person, I would say. And I hasten to add, I liked her beforehand, and I like her now. If you would, please give us a serviceable and amusing anecdote about your time on the television. 
being sat in the green room in the middle of summer with a bunch of real ale drinking nerds wasn't really um, ample ground for anecdotes. I suppose the one that we sort of came back to a bit on the telly was uh, our massive hangovers. There was one lady on social media who said that Phil had the look of someone who's been sick in a bin uh, and how right she was actually, yeah. Do you think that heckling the other team backfired in the final somewhat? Uh, we were so far behind at that point we thought was, we might as well try and be hilarious instead and um, I think history will show that it completely worked. Okay, we're going to end this segment by playing some clips from the final. Ben Fashionew, thank you. That's it. This is this this part's finished. You can go. Cheers. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me on. Next. This is famous statues are giving the finger to what was it? The umpires. That's, That's right. exactly right. Phil, perhaps you could demonstrate for us. Escapologist, one question remains: the twisted flax. The first clue is coming in now. Milkshakes, cold drinks, ice cream, pork scratchings, grouse, yeah, nice and fresh, pickled eggs, turduckens, spiders, yeah, come and get your lovely hot horse meat, yeah, nice and French, cold gravy, hot vinegar, fresh pig's blood, yeah, come and get your lovely hot piping hot placenta, yeah, nice and fresh, credit card details, contract killings, snuff films, you you got the uh, you got the, the snuff of of bungle bungle off rainbow nice and now it's time for a very special local celebrity profile. This edition of LCP is actually an interview, and not just any interview. We've managed to secure an exclusive chat with our guest from beyond the grave. Okay, producer, put her through if you can. Okay, hello, Amelia Dyer, can you hear me? Hello, nice of you to have me on. We're delighted to have you. Now, as the Reading Baby Farmer, you're very much a local legend. You're still very famous, even nowadays. Oh, am I? Yes, you are. If it's not too indelicate a subject, you died in 1896, is that right? That's right, yes. Happen I've been dead ever since at all. Tell me, now, you made your name doing a rather unusual job, didn't you? You were a baby farmer, is that right? You're not wrong. I was the best there was, and all hundreds of the buggers have farmed, I did. For years, too, made a right packing. Fantastic. Now, we're in the year 2018 here. 2018? And we, um... Oh, you were all darting about in the sky and flying saucers and jetpacks and uh, the like. Yes, yeah, we are. 
Now, we don't have baby farms anymore, more's the pity. We still, we still have regular farms though, with cows and chickens and the like, but no actual baby farms. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about what it was like to work on these farms? How the children would uh, live together in the barns and, you know, drink from cute little troughs and give their milk for butter. You what? The farms that you worked on with, with the babies. Could you describe to the listeners what a baby farm was actually like? How the toddlers would frolic in the meadows and, and things like that. You know, what, what would your job entail exactly? What, what would a baby farmer do? Well, what are you talking about? What did you... How... How did you... What was the... Uh, farms, women would slime a young out from off of their filth and they'd palm it off onto me. And they'd give me money and I'd take the bugger off their hands. And I'd strangle it with tape, wrap it up in parcel paper and I'd dump the body to River Thames. Sorry, what? You, you killed them? Yes, I killed them, obviously. I'm Amelia Dyer. The woman who killed loads of babies. I thought that's why I was on the show talking to you in the first place. Uh, so so you, you, you didn't run lovely little farms with little, little kiddies running around the place. You, you killed babies. You killed ch- hundreds of children. Christ. I feel sick. Uh, uh, well, before I go, do you mind if I give a quick shout out, please? Sure. Thanks. I'd like to give mad props to main man Sweeney Todd. Big up yourself. Also like to shout out to Jack the Ripper, uh, the Blood Countess Elizabeth Bathory, and my homeboy, H.H. H. Holmes. Mad respect to you, Triple H. Thank you very much. Amelia Dyer. Thank you for your time. Ruby, I like pies and flowers. Anything else made of pastry? Call me. Hello, I'm 42. I am from Woodley and I'd like to cook langoustines for Nick Knowles. So if you're Nick Knowles, uh, you like langoustines and you're looking for love, please get in touch. Um, I'd like a Nick Knowles that's kind and caring and likes long walks in the countryside and is prepared to assault my brother-in-law at Christmas. Um, that's it. Oh, no, I must say, I'm, I am required by law to mention that I'm also a sex offender. A kiss if you want. Music Time now. This edition of Music Time is sponsored by Anne Summers on Broad Street. Anne Summers. Plastic cocks, great prices. Okay, let's wag some chins with the man behind arguably Reading's greatest band, the Pink Diamond Review. Tim Lane, hello. Hello. Good morning. The Pink Diamond Review are fronted by a limbless mannequin who doesn't sing. How did this come about, and what's the sexual chemistry like between you all? That's a doll came from another dimension. She doesn't sing, but she looks good. So I gave her the job. When I first saw you, I thought that your music sounded like the soundtrack to a live-action version of a Jetsons film directed by David Lynch. I don't really have a question based on that, but I just, I just thought it was a pretty clever thing to say. Yes, very clever. Who are your biggest musical influences? 
who are your smallest musical influences? All of my dreams. You gig a lot in town. How many times do you think you've played Reading? And what's your favourite venue? We've played in Reading. We've played everywhere. The best place to play in Reading is Club Velocity. Do you have any upcoming gigs, releases or pyramid schemes that you'd like to promote? Next week, we are playing in France. And then, Dresden and Berlin. On Wednesday, the 13th of June, we are playing at the Wheatfield in Oxford. We'll play 75 seconds of one of your songs. Please introduce it now. This is At The Discotheque by The Pink Diner Review. established Shit Things in Reading wellness program is offering a unique new service designed to bring light and love into the very core of your being and we're calling it cultural unprogramming and learning therapy once immersed and fully relaxed you can join us in shaking off the burden of modern life and learn how to become free clear and mindful in a happy and hopeful setting we teach you the secret steps to serenity that we hope you'll go on to share with others. Cultural Unprogramming and Learning Therapy offers you the precious present of peace and precise perception, giving you the courage to choose choice, courage, and compassion. Join us on Wednesday evenings in our unique retreat in the old abandoned Cooper Arms Pub in Reading Marketplace where we offer a relaxed and informal environment in which you can return to the self, safe from the pressure and demanding nature of friends, family and work colleagues. We encourage clear and unified thought, and all we ask in return is your attention, respect and loyalty. 
the modern world has become corrupted and humanity's fate is in the balance. Modern culture is toxic, it must be purged from the soul in order for us to remain pure in the eyes of the light. Cultural unprogramming and learning therapy is the way. Please bring 40 quid with you. Biscuits will be provided. Plain digestives only. Thank you and bless. My name's Darren, and I'd like very much for a woman to come over to my house uh, so I could cook her a Sunday roast. I, uh, I do suffer with mental health issues, though, so uh, that is, you know, you, you have to be aware of that. Also, uh, I'm slightly afraid of ovens, but uh, I can still cook a meal anyway. Cook a Sunday roast. Uh, you, uh, you, you, I just uh, I do a joint of beef in the dishwasher. Um, I'd make gravy in the kettle. I'd make uh, carrots, carrots in the toaster. I'd warm through peas in uh, a sink full of tepid water. Hello, this is Dr. Dahl from the Pink Diamond Review. I'd make Yorkshire puddings on the immersion eater. And uh, I'd cook roast potatoes in my pocket while doing aerobics. Uh, so, you know, ladies, come over. Uh, and if... If you don't answer this advert, you will be in direct violation of Disability Discrimination Act of 1995, and I'll have you thrown in prison, so, uh, thank you. Oh, I kiss my butt. That's it. We're done. See you next time.
I warned you, and you still did it. I hope you get tinnitus.